You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. It is 5 a.m. on a Monday, and we are back for more episodes with the Destined Women Ministries podcast. And I am so thankful to the Lord for another week. I'm so thankful for another opportunity for us to fellowship over his word. I pray that this is some good food for you in the realm of the spirit. And I pray that this food helps you to grow and to feel stronger. I pray it gives you insight and understanding. I want y'all to know that I love you and I'm thankful that the Lord connected us through this way. And let us get into this by first praying. Father, in Jesus' name, you're so good, you're so awesome, and I'm just asking that you would teach your children, Lord, I decrease, I'm asking for you to increase. Father, speak to us, let the spirit of revelation and wisdom rest upon us all as you're speaking. Let knowledge and understanding rest upon us all as you're speaking, Lord, in the name of Jesus. This is your word, so teach this word, God, according to your sovereignty and according to your wisdom, according to your perfect will for every single person who is listening right now. Lord God, we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Hallelujah. Speak, Lord, because your servants is listening. We seal this prayer in this broadcast with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Isn't our God good and isn't he faithful? Are y'all happy that we are in a new week? Can you believe that we are halfway through March? Like, it, what what is happening? I feel like time is just moving and we have to keep up. Let me tell y'all something. If time is moving this fast, then that means that God is moving faster because you know time is not moving faster than God is moving. Come on now. So this means that God is doing something. Even if we can't see it, God is moving. God is shifting. God is transforming. God is switching things around. And guess what? God is changing some things. Hallelujah. We thank him. Glory to the name of the Lord. That time can't even keep up with him. God is moving. Hallelujah. So we can expect magnificent changes to be taking place in our lives according to the perfect will of God because God has some good things for us. Every good gift and every perfect gift, it comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. And what else does the Bible tell us? That the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Thank you, Jesus. So when I said God has some good things for you, I mean it. If you've been going through some tests, some challenges, some struggles, I want to encourage you and let you know that change is coming. Why? Because the Bible says that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. He's not unrighteous to forget the things that you have done, your good works. He's going to bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Change is coming. I want us to get out of the mindset that things will always be a struggle. Things will always be a challenge. We're always going to be confused. No, no, no. God has come to set those who are bound free to proclaim liberty to the captives. God has come to change our situation completely. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. He has come so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. He has come to allow us to abide in him so that we can bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit as long as we abide in him. And then he goes on to tell us that if we abide in him, whatever we ask the father in his name, he will 
do it. So don't tell me that things will always be this way. Yes, God allows some things to come and test us. God allows us to go through some temptations. All this is scriptural. Jesus went through that. Come on now. God allows us to go through some challenges and know everything is not always easy for us. Why? Because God needs to strengthen us. He needs to strengthen our faith. So sometimes if it's hard, it can be the Lord working on you, working on your faith, working on you in your prayer life, working on you in your steadfastness in the word, working on you in the fact that you may not fast enough or you may not understand the power of fasting. So yes, God will allow the waters to be stirred up so that you can grow and become better. But everything is for his glory. The Bible says you do all things without murmurings or disputings. What does that mean? That sometimes we're going to go through some things that make us want to murmur and make us want to complain. But guess what? The Bible says that it's God who is working in us according to his perfect will to do according to his good pleasure. Even those times when you want to complain. Yes, God is at work. Thank you, Jesus. So even if it don't feel good sometimes, the Lord is still working. Thank you, Jesus. I thank him that I can see him um, in those times that things were not so easy for me. And um, those times really strengthened me. Those times enabled me to press in or those times allowed me to see his glory in the fact that he is my strong tower and my refuge. He's my God in him. Will I trust? Surely he shall keep me from the snare of the fowler. Hold on. Let me keep moving because I'm getting my spirit happy right now. God is amazing. God is amazing. Don't mean the snares won't be laid. He's just going to keep you from it. Hallelujah. God knows. God knows. You know what has really been um, speaking to my spirit? Psalm 18 and 36. For those of us who have been learning to meditate on the word of God, this scripture is just speaking volumes to me. I'm just going to turn to it really quickly because it means so much to me. Psalm 18:36. I'm in my English Standard Bible right now just because um that's just the one that I'm using while I'm getting these lessons together. Okay. Um you gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. I'm going to say it again. Psalm 18 and 36. You gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. Let me go up a little further to Psalm 34. He trains, you know what? Let me go up to 31. I, you, I could go all the, let me go back. Let me, let, let me go back to 30. Let's go to 30. Cause let me tell you something. I'm about to read this whole, <laughs> all right, come on, let's go. Let's go to, let me see. Hmm. Wait, wait, Jesus. Okay. Listen to this. Psalm two, I'm going to start at 28. So 36 and no, excuse me, 18 and 28 for it is you who light my lamp. The Lord, my God lightens my darkness for by you. I can run against a troop and by my God, I can leap over a wall. What does that mean? What does that sound like? The psalmist learned that I've been under some serious warfare and I have gone through some things, but God has taught me through these things that with him, I can run against everything. I can leap over every wall that the enemy tries to build. Let's go. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. Hallelujah. How else will we know that the word of the Lord proves true if we don't go through some things? Come on. 
He is a shield for all those who take refuge, refuge, excuse me, in him. Verse 31 says, for who is God but the Lord and who is a rock except our God, the God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. Thank you, Jesus. He makes your way blameless. He's the one who purifies you and sanctifies you, makes you righteous and holy. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Listen to this. 33, he made my feet like the feet of a deer and he set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness made me great. Y'all, are y'all excited about this? And then he goes on to say in verse 36, you gave a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. Or um, in the KJV, it says something to the effect of you enlarged my territory so that my feet did not fall. My goodness. Or so that I did not fall. Um, one, you know what? Let me just get this KJV and read um, that KJV. Let me go. I'm going. I'm moving quick. I'm almost there. Psalm 18. 36 so I can just read it properly okay here we go it says thou has enlarged my steps under me that my feet did not slip let me tell y'all something it doesn't matter what you're going through what the struggle is God will enlarge the place that you stand on so that you don't fall God will literally enlarge your territory in the realm of the spirit so that you don't fall so for those of us who are like, man, I hope everything will work out fine with me. I pray that things go right with me. I pray that I don't mess up. I pray that my feet don't slip. God will increase the place where you're standing so it won't happen. So you think about somebody who is walking on a path that's like on a tight rope or something. Think about somebody who's walking on a very narrow path. It is so easy for them to slip. It is so easy for them to stumble. It's so easy for them to trip. But our God, who teaches our hands to war is so in control that as he see you going through this battle, he enlarges your steps. He enlarges the path that you're on so that you won't stumble, so that you won't fall, so that you won't slip or trip and that you can keep walking straight and upright in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on. Where are we going? Because I can't. Cause y'all trying to get me excited about the word of God. And I'm trying to teach this. I'm trying to teach this. Jesus, where are we? We're talking about change. God is good through the warfare. Amen. God has, he's in complete control through the warfare. And if you want to know something, God allows these things to happen. He's not out of control. A lot of this warfare, he designs for your growth. You just got to get with him where he is. Fight back, fight back. Learn to fight back. What does the 18th Psalm tell us? He's the one who teaches you how to war. Don't tell me that he's he has no, oh, I didn't know that, oh, this mean devil, he just keeps bothering my children. No, no, no. God says, yeah, that's a fight. Go run to it. Run to it and step on them. Run to it and crush them. I'm going to teach you how to fight. Come on now. Our God, he ain't soft. He says uh, he's a man of war. That's how he describes himself. He describes himself as the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. What? And his children are supposed to think that, oh no, oh no, that old devil. No, no, no. God is a man of war. We don't run from nothing. 
And he gave us authority to stomp them out. All of it. Every python spirit, every serpent spirit, every scorpion spirit, everything that would typically people would run from. God says, no, don't just run to it. Step on it. Come on. He don't want us scared of nothing. You ever seen a parent like that? Where their child is about to run from a bug or something. They say, uh-uh, step on it. Don't run from it. You're bigger than that thing. Step on it. That's God with us. Don't run from that. That thing is small. Step on it. Kill it. It's scared of you. It's trying to get away from you. God is the facilitator of change. Let's get into this. Hallelujah. My soul is happy right now. My soul is happy. God is the facilitator of change. He is in total control. You feel like you're going through some warfare. You feel like your spouse has risen up against you. You feel like your marriage is in a disarray. You think your kids are losing their mind. God is the facilitator of change. He's the one that makes it work together for your good. You got to trust in him. If you want it to work together for your good, you have to stay in him. If you want it to work together for your good, the enemy would have you to run away from God. God is saying, no, 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 run towards me. I'm going to teach you how to overcome this thing. I've already given you all the power. I've already told you that nothing shall by any means hurt you. Do you believe this? Or as he said to Lazarus' sister, believest, believest thou this? Is this something that you believe? A facilitator is a person or thing that makes an action or process easy or easier. God wants me to talk to you today about this. Change is not always easy. Change is hurting some of us. Change is confusing some of us. Stay in Christ because God is the facilitator of the change. And if you're in him, he's the one that makes it easier. He makes this process and this action of change easier. He's the one that gives you revelation, understanding and insight as you're going through the change. So what is God the facilitator of? We said he's the facilitator of change. He makes it easier for you to go through it. He's the one. He enlarges your steps. He broadens that path that you're on so that your feet don't stumble or fall. So what is he the facilitator of? What does change mean? First of all, I want us to understand that as Christians, it's not just going to be one time that God brings us through a major change and it'll never happen again. No. We are constantly changing, constantly going from glory to glory from the moment that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Change means to pass from the possession of one owner to another. Turn with me to Colossians 1 and 13. Let's go there. As you can hear, I'm going there. I invite you to turn with me. These pages are stuck together. Cause this is also a Bible. Oh yeah. This is still the ESV. Look, I don't know whether I got the KJV, the ESV, what's going on. Okay. This is the ESV Colossians one and 13. It says, speaking about Jesus, he has delivered us from the domain or kingdom of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So our God, our heavenly father has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Thank you, Jesus. So that was change right there. As soon as we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that was a change. We changed from one kingdom to a, a different kingdom. We changed from one realm of operating and function to a different one. That right there is changed from the very beginning. God was the facilitator of that. 
Hallelujah. He's the one that helped you to understand that you needed a savior. He's the one that helped you to understand that you needed to pass from the possession of one owner to another. Your father no longer needed to be the devil. You found out that you could receive the spirit of adoption and start crying out, Abba, Father. You found out that you could become joint heirs with Christ. Hallelujah. And reign with him forever. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's an inheritance with our name on it. The Bible says that the kingdoms of this world were given to the saints. We are reigning with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So what's another definition of change? It means to alter a L T E R not the altar that people build as a, a place of worship, right? Or prayer, um, all alter a L T E R not T A R. It means to, or it means to make radically different. Okay. And this is, this is change. We're still breaking down these definitions of change. And so to make radically different, I want you to think about your life. God will personally make you radically different and take you from glory to glory, not just when he brings you out of the world, but when he starts taking you into different realms in the spirit, he starts maturing you and he starts upgrading your understanding and he starts increasing your knowledge and revelation. You will become radically different according to that glorious realm that God is taking you to because your glory has to match the glory that he's uh, placing you in and positioning you in. So God will cause these radical changes to come about and you'll be made radically different. You won't look the same anymore. You won't speak the same anymore. You won't think the same anymore. And people will say, well, I thought you were fine back then, but God will say, no, no, no. That was just for that season. Now I have to bring them into the glory for this season because I have more for them. And in order for them to receive the more, they have to change. They got to come up higher. They got to learn more. They got to pray different. They have to learn me in a different way. So yeah, I got to take them through that step and that situation and that challenge and that warfare and that deliverance and that healing and all that stuff because I need them to get to where I am now, where I need them to be now, where they were last year is not good enough. God is always going to have us to be growing and changing. One step is always going to lead to the next. Remember scripture tells us to walk in the spirit. That means you are stepping and moving forward. It don't just say stand in the spirit. It doesn't just say be in the spirit. It says walk in the spirit, move forward in the spirit. And if you're walking someplace, you're going someplace. And if you're walking someplace at some point, you're going to go from location to location. And that's us in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. And through these changes in location, spiritual locations and destinations, God is making us radically different to match up where we are. Hallelujah. So you need to embrace and receive the change because even though you may not understand it all now, God has this way of helping us to understand it all. All we have to do is submit to him and yield to him and stop trying to figure everything out. Yes, and all you're getting, get understanding. But there's something called faith that has to come into play in your walk with the Lord. So no, you won't know everything. Glory to the name of the Lord. Because the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So God will require you to just trust him. Come on, Abram. I'm going to send you to a place that I, you don't even know where it is. Just go. Just leave everything and go. That's what that looks like. That's faith. All I know is I'm stepping. All I know is God has a place for me. God has told me what's away. I don't know exactly when I'm getting there. I don't know exactly what's going. I don't know. But I do know that God is faithful. And I do know that God has more for me. And I do know that if I want everything that God has for me, I have to go from this level of glory to the next. So I have to be ready to shift and move with the spirit of the living God. 
Hallelujah. How he, how can he complete the good work within you? If you don't allow him to, you got to be willing to move with him. What else does change mean? It means to give a different position, a different course or a different direction to that's what God is the facilitator of. God is the one who changes your positions, your courses and your directions. Hallelujah. He's the facilitator. Hallelujah. Who changes your position, your course and your direction. That's what change means. He puts you on a different path. He puts you in a different position. He puts you in a different course. He, he, he turns you in a different direction. Hallelujah. That's when you find out that these goals that you have, no, no, no. These things belong to God. That's when you start seeing relationships breaking up and God says, listen, change your major here. And no, no, no. I need you to learn how to go into this area of intercessory prayer before I send you out preaching. And I want you to change your location because it's no longer profitable for you to be there. And no, I don't want you on that job anymore. Stop casting your pearls before swine. I got something better for you. No, no, no. I want you to be a wife or a husband. Now I'm changing your relationship status. It's the God. It's God who is the facilitator facilitator of change. Well, what we have to do is be willing to flow with him. Hallelujah. We can't be asking, well, God, why do you want me to do this? And why? Because he's preparing you to be a wife. That's why. Well, God, what do you want me to do? Because he's trying to put you in a location to connect you to your destiny. Well, God, why do you want me to change my cosmos? Because God has something more profitable for you. Well, God, you told me that I was going to be this in ministry. Why do you have me doing that? Because I need you to grow in this area first before you can successfully execute that ministry assignment. Come on. We do all things without murmurings and disputings because it's God who is at work in our lives doing according to his good pleasure and his will. Hallelujah. Changing means to make a shift from one to another. It means to undergo a modification. Wow. It means to put on fresh clothes or covering. And this reminds me of you not being able to put new wine in old wine skins. Turn with me to Matthew 9 and 17. And these pages are intense. So I'm sure you're, you're going to, you hear these pages loud and clear. Okay. Let's, uh, 9 and 17. I'm almost there y'all. Okay. Here we are. Neither is new wine put into old wine skins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled and the skins are destroyed, but new wine is put into fresh wine skins and so both are preserved. God will take you through seasons of change where he says, listen, I'm about to put something so new and so fresh in you that I need your outside to align with what I'm doing. This is why we need to flow with God when he's telling us to change. If he says, you know what, change your hair. If he says, you know what, change your clothes. If he says, you know what, change where you're shopping. We have to understand that God is preparing us for new wine. God is saying, no, no, the old you could not hold the revelation of this new you. You can't understand who you are if you keep looking in the mirror and seeing yourself two years ago. I need you to understand that all things are being made new. You can't put new wine into old wine skins. That means God will change everything about you. And he's the facilitator of it all. Doesn't matter who understands it. Doesn't matter who likes it or not. Doesn't matter what people think about it. Doesn't matter whether they agree or not. It is God doing a work in you. And he works after his own counsel. 
He's not going to ask for your mama's opinion before he does it. He's not asking your pastor's opinion before he does it. He is doing things according to his perfect will. He is the facilitator of change. To change means to become different. And we have to be willing to put on those new wineskins. We have to be willing to embrace different. Why? Because when we embrace the different, we are embracing that next realm of glory. When God says, you know what? Put that to the side for now. You know what? I don't want you to do this anymore. You know what? There's something else I need you to learn. Embrace it. Hug it. Receive it. Thank you, Jesus, because you're making me different. You're making me different. And you are the facilitator. It's not me. It's not my flesh. You won't let me rest with this thing. You won't let me be at peace with this thing. Thank you for what you're about to perfect in me. I embrace it. Make me different. Come on. What else does change mean? Change means to undergo transformation, transition, or substitution. Wow. God says, this is something that you used to have, but I'm going to remove that thing. That thing is going to be absent and I'm going to put something better in its place. Hallelujah. And the Lord just showed me and y'all know already, this is what I saw in the spirit. I saw a wedding ring. And for those of you who were single, God is about to replace that status and substitute that status with a spouse. Where there was no person, there will be a person. Hallelujah. God has some plans. You better keep going along with the change. <laughs> He's preparing you for who is to come, not just what, but for some of you, he is preparing you for who is to come. Change means to undergo transformation, transition and substitution. Now, what does it mean to undergo? To undergo something means in a nutshell to submit to it. I am yielding myself to this, this transformation. I'm yielding myself to this transition. I'm yielding myself to this substitution, to this change, to this switch that's coming in my life where there was no person. There's going to be a person where there used to be some other person. God is putting a new and better person there. I'm submitting to this. I'm going to endure through this and I am going to experience this. I'm not going to allow this one to go over my head. I'm not going to allow this season to pass me by. Glory to God. I'm going to make sure I submit to this transformation in my life. Hallelujah. I need this change. I need this transformation. I need to become different. I need to put on new clothes. I need to be modified. I need to shift from one place to a different place. I need to be put in a different position on a different course in a different direction. I need to be made radically different. God facilitate my change. I don't want to think the same anymore. I don't want to struggle with the same things anymore. I don't want to have the same level of revelation. Take me from glory to glory. Thank you. Y'all turn with me to John 15, one through five. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. That pruning, honey, it don't feel good. Well, you wonder, why am I going through this? So pruning is the cutting away of anything that is unprofitable, anything that is excessive, extra, whatever. And that cutting away does not feel good at all. 
but God does it so that you are able to bear more fruit. Listen to this. You have to go through these changes so you can bear more fruit. These changes in your location, changes in your position, changes in the assignment, making that shift, changing your clothes, all that stuff, undergoing this transformation. Um, you know, um, your mind just consistently being renewed and God is changing the way you're thinking over and over so he can transform you. God needs you to bear more fruit. So you have to go through these things. Uh, verse three, it says already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Don't think something is wrong with you because you're going through a little something. God says you're already clean. Hallelujah. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. You have to stay in Christ if you want to see this change in its season. Hallelujah. We don't want to miss our seasons. Stay in Christ so you can get all the inheritance and blessings and reward and transformation and upgrades and rest that God has for you, the promotions that God has for you, the moves that God has for you, the ministry assignments that God has for you. It's all in Christ Jesus. Don't you move out of his will because you feel uncomfortable with the pruning and the changing. Don't you move out of his will. Embrace it. Remember that word when it comes to this season of change that you're going through. Embrace it. Let me tell y'all something about the butterfly when it's inside of the chrysalis. Once that thing begins to form and it feels like it might be ready to start flying, let me tell you what it does. You see that chrysalis and it's hanging on the tree branch and it just starts rocking back and forth. It just starts shaking up in there and it can't quite bust out yet, but it's like I am ready to go. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to change. That's what God is looking for before he takes us into this new season. He has, he's like, he's looking for us to be like, listen, I'm ready. I'm ready to fly. Get me out of here. Get me out of this place. Get me out of this relationship. Get me out of this city. Get me out of this job. Get me out of this major. Get me out of this church. Move me to wherever you want me to be. We ready to bust out of the chrysalis. We ready to fly. Thank you, Jesus. Submit, undergo, endure, experience this process. And then verse five, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't change without him. You can't stay in the right season without him. Apart from him, you can do nothing. God is the facilitator of change. God is the facilitator of the change. If you need the change, God is the one who is going to put it into action and he's going to be the one who makes it easier for you. Because if you try to do it on your own, in your own time, according to your own mind, you're going to mess things up and things will be a struggle. I want you to hear what the Lord um, pointed out to me about these scriptures, John 15, one through five. He said, fruit is bared in seasons. And listen to this, fruit differs from season to season. So let me tell y'all something. Every season of your life will not look exactly the same. And so what that means is the fruit connected to that season may not be the fruit from your last season, pardon that noise. Um, it may not be the fruit from the last season. 
So that means that what God required of you last week, last month, last year will not be sufficient and will not match up with what he needs to do with you this year. He's bringing you into a season where whatever you produced for him before is not going to work. It's not going to grow. He needs you to understand that the fruit is changing. What you are about to bear is different. And this is why you have to go through all the changes. Hallelujah. Are we receiving this? Are we receiving this? You may have never bared that fruit before. Thank you, Jesus. But you're going to bear it in this season. You got to flow with the facilitator, though. Fruit is bared in its season. You have to flow with the facilitator. If you stay in him, you're going to be bringing forth fruit. And you're always going to bring forth fruit. And he says much fruit. And it's going to happen in its season, season after season. And the fruit may differ. Glory to the name of the Lord. And we are excited about that. We are excited about the changes. Glory to God. We are excited about everything that God is doing. We are excited. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes. And I'm going to give you all these scriptures. And then we're going to get ready for Thursday. I'm so excited about the word coming on Thursday. Because Jesus is the ultimate example of one who changed. Amen. He changed. He changed. For according to the will of the Father, he changed. And we're going to dissect um, a scripture about him and those changes that he went through and see what we can apply to ourselves. Amen. And that's coming on Thursday. But let's finish up here for Monday. Ecclesiastes 3, and we're going to read verses 1 through 8. It says, for everything, for everything, beloved, listen to me, everything that you're going through and experiencing right now in your walk with the Lord, there is a um, season and a time for every matter under the sun. There is a time for your marriage to manifest. You do know that. There is a time for you to get the things that you've been praying for. There's a time for you to step into that ministry. There is a time for you to go through warfare. Come on. There's a time for you to learn how to fight. There is a time for your faith to really be tested and tried. Come on. Every matter under the sun, there is a time for it. Verse two says a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. The Bible makes it very clear. Hallelujah. That warfare you're going through, you're not always going to go through it, but it has its purpose. Hallelujah. Some of that heartbreak you're going through, it won't last forever, but it has its purpose. Some of the confusion that you're experiencing because you don't understand, you know, why you have to be so broken down. It's okay. No need to be confused. It's a time for you to be broken down. But trust me, there's going to be a time where God builds you up the right way. He has to break all that flesh down. He has to break all that pride down. But God is going to build you up the right way. He has to take you through some experiences for you to um, learn this and understand this. Listen to this, a time to plant and a time to pluck up, which is that whip is planted. Listen, there you've been sowing, you've been faithful. There's a time coming where you are going to reap for all that you've sown. I pray that you've been sowing to the spirit. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I was telling a sister in the Lord that, um, you know, there are things that we want, but we have to have self-control and we have to be trained by God, even through those seasons where we didn't have anything to know that, listen, I don't need this. What I need is God. This money doesn't belong to me. Let me ask him what he wants from it. In my prosperity, I'll never be moved. So I was telling her, you know, um, I went to uh, fashion high school. And so it just gives me an eye for certain clothing and certain type of brands and stuff like that. I like to look at it. If I could touch it, I would like to touch it. Doesn't mean that I have it on or anything like that. But if I could, um, I would love to touch it and, and look at clothing and things like that, because to me it's art and it's one of those things as far as creativity goes, definitely, absolutely hands down my first love. And, um, I was telling her that I was looking at these Dose and Gabbana sneakers. Now I think the sneakers were absolutely amazing. Those things cost a thousand dollars. Now, um, I don't think that costs a lot of money for a pair of, um, sneakers of that quality. That's just my opinion about pricing and things like that. We talked about this. I said now 30,000 for a coat to me, that's universally expensive. I think that even if a person is a billionaire, they know that $30,000 is a lot of money for a coat. Some of them have things that cost a hundred thousand. There are people who are billionaires and they literally have outfits, one of a kind made by one of the 10 top designers who are only, only 10 of them in the whole world that are allowed to design on this level because of the quality requirements. Okay. They have dresses that cost over a million dollars. Y'all hear me getting excited about fashion and clothes, right? Anyway, let me die. So this is why I'm like, these Dose & Gabbana sneakers for a thousand dollars are not even that, they're not a lot of money. Y'all, when it comes to luxury brands and pricing and all that stuff, trust me, a thousand dollars is just not a lot of money for a pair of sneakers. So I was looking at them and I'm like, Lord Jesus, these are cute. I could really crush it in these, these summer, this summer. You know what I'm saying? Now, mind y'all, I wear Skechers and whatever. <laughs> like I'm not even into all that stuff. Okay. As far as putting it on, but come on now, it came to mind. It came to mind. I'm not saying you wrong. If you buy them, listen. You ain't, you eat, you drink, you be merry, you enjoy the fruits of your labor. Amen. Enjoy your spouse, just like Ecclesiastes tells us, but, um, you got to know what season you're in. Okay. So I just, I was, I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> but, um, I'm looking at the sneakers. I'm admiring those sneakers and I think they're so fly. Then I said, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and turn away from that. And then went and sold that amount of money into, um, the kingdom of God. Why? Because I don't want to be a person who sows into the flesh and reap corruption. I want to sow into the spirit and reap life. So why did I say all that to say? Let me tell you something. If you've been planting, trust me, your season of reaping will come. Now, if we see you walking around with your $3,000 Louis Vuitton shoes, if that's what your season of reaping looks like because of everything you've sown, everything you've denied yourself and sacrificed, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. I ain't got nothing to do with that, all right? Um, God knows how to bless his people. I'm telling you, you could sow a hundred dollars. You can sow a thousand dollars. You could sow $5,000 and that thing comes back to you in a mansion. That thing comes back to you with, you know, your children's full, um, college paid for that thing comes back to you in ways where you can't even imagine because the Bible tells us that we serve a God who does exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think if it can come into your mind, God can far, far exceed those thoughts beyond what you can think. God can bless you in that way because he wants to, 
because you've sacrificed, because you've planted. So yes, there is a time for every season under the sun. If it's your season of sewing, don't be mad because you can't put on a $1,000 sneakers or buy those Ugg boots that you want or whatever, go wherever you want or take the trips that you want to take. Don't be upset because God knows how to reward his people in due season if you don't faint. Hallelujah. There's a season for everything. Trust me. There's a season for you to sow. There's a season for you to reap. And this is something God wants me to lift up. There is a time to keep silent and there is a time to speak. Some of you, a lot of you are talking too much. Keep silent about some of the things that you're feeling about some of the things God is doing for you. Because quite frankly, what I'm hearing in the realm of the spirit is a lot of the people that you're talking to don't really like you like that. A lot of them are not happy for you. And it's not that they have any power or authority over what God is doing for you. It's just for you to protect yourself and keep yourself from unnecessary warfare from people who are talking down about the will of God for your life and putting out these word curses and evil things about what God wants to do for you. Learn that this is a time for many of us listening to keep silent. And there's a time to speak. Those times they do come. Be sensitive to the will of God and the spirit of God and how he leads you. But um, he is facilitating the change, beloved. If you feel like there's some changes going on, God is the one that is bringing this thing to pass. He has put this process into action and as long, he will make it easier for you. He will enlarge your territory so that your feet do not slip. God will help you through this change. And oh my God, I hear the Lord saying the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. God has some grand things, grand things coming for you, for your faithfulness, for your obedience. Even some of y'all are so faithful and dutiful in your marriage. And this is something the Lord spoke to me about. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, he spoke to me about some of your marriages. Some of you may have walked away. Some of you, I'm not going to say may, some of you walked away from your marriage too quick. God needs you to go back. In the name of Jesus and fix it, humble yourself and fix it and allow God to facilitate the change. Allow Jesus to facilitate the change. A lot of you facilitated that change on your own. Let God do it. Let God work it out. God knows how to facilitate change. God knows how to turn people's hearts. God knows how to make this thing work together for your good. Hallelujah. You got to trust him. You have to trust him. You're so used to doing things on your own, according to your own counsel and being independent and having to handle situations on your own that you don't even know how to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't know how to be still and allow God to be exalted above all these situations that are in your life. That's a word. And I keep seeing go back. If you've been wondering if you should, I pray that you take that as confirmation from the Holy Spirit and you try everything and test every spirit and you take this to the Lord in prayer. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing. Some of us move too quickly away from the, the things, the challenges that were in our lives. And God wants us to show love and respect and servitude and let him work out the, the kinks, the rest. Amen. Amen. There's a time for everything. Okay, beloved. Um, God loves you. 
Jesus loves you. You're so amazing. <laughs> Father, he's just like, he's like, say it. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Amen. God is going to bless you and you will not whatever you've been grieving, whatever you've been crying about, whatever you've lost, whatever you're going through, God is going to bless you and he's going to turn your mourning into dancing. The Bible says that there is a time to mourn and there is a time to dance. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in the lives of your people. Give them understanding, revelation, insight as they move forward into these new seasons, these new locations, these new assignments and all these things, these wonderful, glorious things that you're doing. You're moving, you're shifting. We thank you. doesn't matter how far or how fast the days are going and March is going and the months are going. God, you're going faster. We thank you. Hallelujah. And we want to keep up with what you are doing as you are facilitating the change in our lives. So help us to be in the realm of the spirit as we seek you and not in our flesh. Lord, we love you. You are awesome. Hallelujah. We seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus and our bind and rebuke every demonic demon that will come against this word released and spoken. In Jesus name, I do pray. God says, go back. Go back. You made some vows for better or for worse. Go back. In the name of Jesus, amen.